0: cape cod fun show it's the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on earth cape cod usa my name is eric williams and greg is here hello And Greg, that's it. It's just me and you. I know.
1: How can we possibly do a show just the two of us?
0: Oh, man. They have sent us to a space station called Fun, just the two of us. So lonely, but we're were enough. I mean, floating high above the peninsula, eating food out of tubes, looking down through our space scope at Cape Cod and saying, what's that glow there? Could it be fun, Greg? Check your spectrometer is that fun (laughs) are you recording fun and mirth down there greg (laughs) well we will get through this program the all-important pre-thanksgiving let's get going show greg
1: Oh. oh my goodness
0: i mean this is really the time
1: i love thanksgiving
0: to start gathering the big meals coming up Cape Cod offers a lot of farms, a lot of things. We're going to get into that how you can sort of locavore your Thanksgiving meal, your super meal, with the fruits of the earth and sea mm. from Cape Cod. But first, let's check that all important Cape and Islands weather forecast for the big weekend approaching for Saturday, November 23rd, 2019. Sunny with a high near 45. That's not so bad. For Sunday, rain likely, but mainly before 8 a.m., you'll still be sleeping it off, Greg. You're not getting up before uh, uh, No way. I mean, no way. It's hard. You go by Greg's house on a Saturday night, and you hear this sound. It's like a rattlesnake. It's like rattling, 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 and it goes on all night. It's actually his jumbo cocktail shaker. Oh, yeah. And it's just shaking and shaking and shaking. I mean, he doesn't even bother holding it anymore. He bought an industrial paint shaker to just put it right in your big cool down ice and beverage and gin or whatever other poison you're involved with and you shake it up in giant quarts and gallons. It's totally automated. All you have to do is just
1: flip a switch. You just add the ingredients, flip a switch and then there's this tube that kind of comes from it. You just you just sort of attach it to your lips. No
0: glasses needed. No glasses. It's just direct. It's, it's so, like a it's, cocktail hookah. Oh, yeah. it's, it's You're a modern, sophisticated man, Greg, oh, and we yeah. salute you. Oh, yes. Let's check out those tides. Tides could be important this weekend, Greg. I will tell you why. We have Boy. mid-morning high tides, talking about 8 and 9 on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Mid-afternoon low tides, that's 2.30, 3.30 or so on Saturday and Sunday. And I was thinking, Greg, of course, those are pretty convenient low tides for anyone who might be interested in shellfishing. Ah. And gathering some of the fruits de la mer, ah. the oysters and clams and other denizens of the deep to put on their Thanksgiving table.
1: You have a permit, right?
0: I don't have mine yet.
1: <gasps> I thought you had one.
0: Well, I'm wondering, should I go out and get it, or should I wait till next year? I, do I have one? Maybe I do. Well,
1: this is, I mean, if you're going after oysters...
0: I've got to check this my glove compartment. Is,
1: this is a time of year for oysters, correct? Yeah,
0: I think uh, nothing graces and sort of ramps up the fun on Thanksgiving than a few dozen fresh-shucked oysters. Uh. So anyone on the Cape who's got their permits, might, now might be a good time to check out when you can go, where you can go. You do have some weekend low tides in the afternoon before it gets dark. And this time of year, Greg, I don't have to tell you, old King Saul snuffs out early. He heads down into the bay at what, 4.30? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can't be out there after dark. I don't think that's part of the rules and regulations when it comes to shellfishing, but... Oh, I didn't realize that. See, I don't shellfish. I mean, I've always wanted to
1: as as, as, as like a fantasy on a fantasy level. So Um, that's your fantasy. Well, I've only done it once, and it was... The, the coldest i've ever felt in my so it's on your life. bucket list greg it is on my bucket list yeah yeah but i think oysters your oyster bucket
0: that. list so you fill it up with uh, so that's your is that your one fantasy greg shell fishing that's it that's all you have oh, left heck no i have lots all right. of, i have lots just of fantasies just hoping and checking yeah. that there were other could, things I, yeah i could go into them but well uh, that's part of our uh, spin-off podcast greg's fantasies <laughs> coming to the airwaves very soon uh it's uh, family friendly um, mostly. All right. That's great. But yeah, this uh, I have done that for several Thanksgivings, uh, gotten oysters in Wellfleet, and wow. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about going from like oysters into turkey. It's a nice flow. Yeah, it is. That's a real nice flow, and it makes you feel good. The more you can gather, uh, the more locally, the more you do yourself, that's the number one greatness. But yeah, if yeah. you can acquire local stuff too, true. that's also a greatness as we move on to Thanksgiving. The big meal, Greg. I know you're super excited about it And planning a big family get together Um Maybe not the family part of it Uh
1: Huh? Yeah I This is This is kind of sad Um Well it isn't sad Because I'm, I'm doing a good thing I always volunteer to work uh, Thanksgiving night. Isn't it true,
0: Greg, that a- you volunteer to work on Thanksgiving <laughs> simply to avoid your family? Oh, that is not true. Where, that, did, where did you I hear that? I remind the witness he is under oath. Where on earth did you hear order, that? Order. Order in the court. Greg, is it true. I love my family. That you volunteer for this Thanksgiving shift to avoid any kind of mingling with the rest of the Greg family out there? No it it, ha- it it really it has perjury. to do with, with perjury
1: with, with sacrifice you know oh, sacrificing man. and you know, because there are other people that have, you know, their big family gatherings. You have a they, pretty big family, Greg. They get on planes. They go to England. You know, they, they have Thanksgiving in England. What are you and, talking
0: about? Why are you bringing England into this? Here I am. It's not about England. You live in like a family compound area surrounded by loved ones within eyesight, and yet you run to your car on Thanksgiving and zoom into Hyannis to get away, and you're probably laughing the whole time. Well,
1: I I think they have other uh, obligations. They have other plans.
0: Oh. So, so, so it's it. Greg, it, it it works out. How about your obligation to love?
1: <laughs> that
0: is, yeah, true. Maybe you've forgotten that vow you swore as a headstrong uh, teenager. Yeah. I will always follow my heart, and I will sow love into the universe.
1: Well, I do have very fond memories of of, of, of Thanksgiving, you know, in the
0: days of, of yours, at other, actually, pe- at other people's families' houses. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Not your own family, because no, the no. incidents mar the decades. No, they're they're a lovely family. They really are. You just wish they weren't yours.
1: No, no, I just...
0: Can't. Maybe we could rent you a family that you would approve of, like some kind of stunt family. <laughs> like a stand-in family? Yeah, you know, a bunch of, like, fancy-dressed people with fur coats and tuxedos and oh, martini. Oh. Greg, so good to see you! Oh, darling. Happy Thanksgiving, love. What about uh,
1: What about, like, a cardboard family?
0: Well, Greg, I mean, pretty much that's what you told me you have. Yeah. No, I mean I do
1: actually have I have really fond memories of, of of Thanksgiving in the days of yore. It was actually my favorite holiday. All right, well, it was. Sorry it, was to see. it was honestly getting you know the family together. You know there was Uncle Rob, you know very fun guy to help great around. guy.
0: Pull my finger. Everybody
1: had an Uncle Rob. You know, hey
0: Rob, oh, what's going on? Yeah, pull my. Ah, ah. He
1: used to he used to always bring a couple of bottles of wine. They were kind of crappy quality, but that was part of his charm. Um, he
0: made it himself. Great guy. Out of barnacles.
1: Great guy. Great well, funny guy. Great.
0: So let's turn back to the people who are going to so love into the universe with their Thanksgiving plans. <laughs> and they're going to get local and get local stuff. I can report that I went to gather my Thanksgiving cranberries this past weekend out into the province lands of North Truro where I've been spending... You know, quite a bit of time over the last couple weeks. Seemingly. I knew the picking was going to be tough, Greg, when I went out there, and it was tough. It was really bad. It's a beautiful landscape. It's like being on the surface of the moon. I parked at the end of High Head Road in North Truro, and out I walked, and. It was kind of played out, Greg, and I started getting panicky. No cranberries for Thanksgiving, I gotta go buy a bag in the store. They probably all taste the same, but... So, do you think they were just overpicked, or was it was just sort of an off year? An off I year, mean, maybe they happened? ripened early. I heard some scuttlebutt on Twitter that other people had been out to the same place. Yeah earlier like in the beginning of November and still been sort of shut down I was determined though yeah and I gotta say when you wander around the province it's not just one bog it's like all these little bogs and some are bigger and some are sort of up against pine tree foresty little stunted things and so you're trying to think like a cranberry Greg yeah. You know, you're getting a little, you know, tart, tart, I'm tart. Where do I hide? I'm hiding now, I'm tart. <laughs> and here, along I come, yeah. you know, with my little basket. I had some big bags just in case I got a ton of them, yeah, but I yeah, never yeah. broke those out, baby. <laughs> and I worked for two hours scurrying around trying to find the best little places. Some of them were soft, soft. Uh, but I managed to get enough, I think, just enough yeah, for a, a little cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving from the province lands in the wild bogs. Hard Whoa. to recommend folks going out there and doing it themselves. I don't know. Hmm. I may be a bumbler and a stumbler, which is definitely true.
1: Uh, many people have said that about you. Yes. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, yeah. So um, what would you get? Like a bucket? Uh,
0: what, a quart?
1: A pint? How much is you a quart?
0: Know. Is that 32 ounces? Two pints? I don't know. Yes, that's right. That's about 32 ounces of cranberries. Maybe. Yeah, maybe about that much. That's not, that's it's not bad. It's not bad hard work though I picked a lot of squishy ones I had to throw away you know it was usually in past years in the recent years I've gone there it's been easy pickings and you feel almost guilty picking too much but this was a real survivor-esque struggle I think it's very adventurous that
1: you go out there and you do that. I mean, you're 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 on the land. you're man picking from the land versus
0: cranberry. Next, uh, Nerd adventure channel. Those nasty little. Berries. How can a man with sensible shoes and only three <laughs> energy bars somehow beat the wily bogs of the province lands? Tune in next. Oh, here
1: comes that Eric guy. Let's run.
0: So, but it was And the other thing is, the atmosphere out there is so unlike any other place on Cape Cod, with potentially the exception of the back lands at sandy neck beach park in west barnstable definitely uh but it's just a wonderful place to go and i was happy to come out with what i did and grateful to be able to serve those on my thanksgiving table but greg fear not let's say you can't get the cranberries this year yeah you can always turn up at the east ham turnip festival (gasps) they have cranberries there too
1: oh man it's not just
0: turnips well, they probably have cranberries, but forget the cranberries. <laughs> We're talking about turnips, Greg. I mean, come on, that's a big announcement. We love it.
1: East
0: it's fantastic. And I, I have attended many turnip festivals oh my God, so over good. the years, and it's gotten bigger and better every year. Yeah. And the reason is because that turnip is delicious. It is.
1: Uh, it's so sweet.
0: Sweet, snappy. Yeah. Uh, Boulder, better than regular. Just sit about the store. Turnips from elsewhere. I don't know where else they come from. In the holds of ships and cargo containers and from far-flung locales. Feel like wash up on shore from God. Yeah, knows you're like, where. what's that? Uh, is that no, a turnip no, or we're a talking East Ham turnips, the uh, sort of best turnip ever. It's coming up. For turnip lovers, it's that wonderful time of the year. Contests, entertainment, eating, games, and a marketplace. We'll be back for the 16th annual East Ham Turnip Festival. <laughs> this is taking place from 1 to 4 p.m. Saturday, November 23rd, 2019, at Nossett Regional High School. That's 100 Cable Road in East Ham. Admission is free. Their website, easthamturnipfestival.com. Oh, man, Greg, they got it all. You can buy mm. big, beautiful, white, creamy East Ham turnips everywhere. You can participate in the guess the weight of the giant turnip, which, by the way, is really hard to estimate. Is Pick the turnip, up a big like,
1: turnip. checking, is it really big?
0: It's really big, and I think the thing is they're denser than you think, and so you guess like, oh, 8 pounds, and it's like 14 pounds. (laughs) Like you're completely off. I've never come close. That's funny. It would be nice to win. There's also a Festival King and Queen That are named during the East Ham Turnip Festival. How about that, Greg? I was king of the Turnip Festival. Now, I know at one point in the past, uh, the long-ago past, you did participate in the Mr. America pageant. Would you be tempted to come out of retirement to become Mr. Turnip? Are you kidding? I mean, are you nominating me? Well, I don't know if you could uh, really go through the rigorous screening process (laughs) to become the emperor of this root crop. However... Do you, you to, know, do you have to be, like, portly? I think they had have, the, have a padded suit, a padded <laughs> purple suit. Really? So uh, you would look like the old-time New Orleans uh, cook uh, Paul Prudhomme. Oh, yes. Sort of yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. moving yeah. about in a portly purple way. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, you have to be able to extol the virtues of turnip in some kind of song that you would maybe come up with on the spot. So here's your audition, Greg. Can you sing the praises of the East Ham turnip in some kind of song? I love my turnips He loves his turnips I love my turnips Loves them all day, I love day the long
1: them turn- all day long He'll always turn on All my turnips will come out strong
0: And now it's time for Greg's turnip call that he uses when he's out in the woods to get the turnip to show up so they'll jump into his turnip satchel <gasps> Ah-hoo! Ah-hoo! Oh, they're rolling down Main Street in Hyannis now, Greg The turnips are coming, the turnips are coming uh, don't miss the East Ham Turnip Festival. Always such a good time. Great food, cool turnips, a bunch of other stuff. I bet you will be able to buy those cranberries you're talking about, but who knows? The turnip's the star of that day, Greg. I know, I know. I mean, come on. I know that. I know. Local stuff makes it tastier for Thanksgiving. And just an hour ago, I received information from our good friends at Barnstable County about shopping for a local Thanksgiving And this just reminded me that there are quite a few harvest festivals coming up, Greg. Yep. Where you can show up, meet the farmers, support what they do. Yep. And, of course, the most important thing, get the wicked good stuff.
1: Yeah, fresh.
0: So, fresh and local. We've got some uh, farmer's markets we must remind you about. There's the Provincetown Farmer's Market this Saturday, 9 to 3, next to Town Hall in Provincetown. That's a good one. Great location. They blocked the street off there. It's really nice. So don't forget about that. If you're up at the Cape Tip this Saturday, that is 9 to 3. They have all sorts of things there. We've got, Greg, of course, the Orleans Farmer's Market. I mean, heralded by farmer's marketeers all over the world. Fantastic. Saturday, 9 to noon, 21 Old Colony Way, Orleans. Back into the middle of the Cape, Greg. Your territory. Oh. I yep. call it the tummy of the cape. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to hope uh, the Chamber of Commerce will adopt. Welcome to the Mid-Cape. It's the cape's tummy. It's the tummy. It's not the fist. It's not the elbow. It's the tummy. How about this? The cape's tummy will tickle your fancy. Tickle tummy? I like it, yeah. All right. That ba- could catch on. The Bass River Farmer's Market. Greg, you love the Bass River. Your Huck Finn days floating down the Bass River.
1: Okay, just me and in the, in the raft.
0: And Becky Thatcher, and Jim, cool. and the, and all the things that happened.
1: Well, I like Becky.
0: All right, take it easy. The Bass River Farmer's Market is Saturday, 9 to 1, at the West Dennis Community Church. That's in West Dennis. I love West Dennis. So Route 28, right? Yes. Thank you, Greg. West Dennis Community Church, the Bass River Farmer's Market. Here we go with the annual indoor harvest market. At the Wellfleet Indoor Harvest at the Wellfleet Preservation Hall. Right downtown, I can walk down there. I Wellfleet Preservation say. Hall close on Main Street in Wellfleet. So you got that one going on this weekend also. Good grief. How about Falmouth, Greg? Wow, this, is, it, this is like the four corners of the Cape. It's the cornucopia of Cape <laughs> it Cod. Is, it is the
1: cornucopia.
0: All these incredible opportunities. This is the Holiday Market, Tuesday, November 26th. So that's coming up next week, ten a.m. to two PM at Marine Park Scranton Ave in Falmouth. So the Cape is covered with great holiday and farmers markets. And this is the time to splurge a little bit. Cooking. Yes. I mean get some of those veggies you love, Greg.
1: Some green beans maybe. Green beans squash. Do you know that I love I, I love squash now? I've heard that. How did that I, happen? I, I don't know. I didn't for years and years and years. I thought I didn't like the orange squash, you know, the butternut squash. I would never put it on a plate. It was just vile. I didn't want And then a couple of years ago someone said, Why don't you actually try it? It was the first time. So you
0: had just closed-mouthed it the whole time? Yes, So someone would be holding a spoon in front of you, and this took place over many years, where they'd say, here comes the airplane. Baby Greg would say, no. Here comes the airplane. (laughs) 35-year-old Greg would say, no. And it continued like that? It did. It was really, it was stupid. Here comes the airplane, buddy. It was stupid. So two years ago, someone said, here comes, you know, the big spoon.
1: Here comes the airplane. Here comes the squash. So I opened my mouth this time. Wow, it is really good. I'm someone to squash acorn squash, I mean all
0: kinds of squash. So what uh, have I been missing like most of my life? If you could now reach out and talk to some of the youngsters in our audience, Greg, about this issue, what would you say?
1: Just eat the freaking squash.
0: Try it. You might like just a little Strong bit. Strong words. A
1: little bit. See, I'm convinced that I did try it when I was young and when
0: I didn't like something, my body kind of shook a little bit, you know. When you go, Ooh. but it kind of does that all the time. Ooh. You're kind of like an alarm that goes off, and there's a lot of things <laughs> like people crunching chips, all these sort of things. Oh, that, that too. Yeah, well, my head pops. So, off. what else do you think might be in this category where you waited decades to try? Could could be good. Could it be the tango? Uh, could it be, <laughs> could it be a hitchhiking? I mean, what, what yes. are these other things?
1: Skydiving? Why you know, not now? I could, I could, I could try it all. You know, jumping off a cliff somewhere. A
0: transformation is happening before you, uh, um, Mr. and Mrs. Cape Cod you, Fun Show. You know, uh, Greg is changing. Diving. He's opening. He's blossoming. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Wow, there's
1: it's a whole world out there. Now.
0: All right, if you want to see, if you want to hear more about these uh, great farmers markets and other things, they have other things too. There's places you can get turkey. Go check out the Barnstable County website, barnstablecounty.org, and you can uh, be guided to a world of luxurious veggies and meats and all sorts of stuff. Mm. So that sounds uh, very nice. Um, Greg, I wanted to ask you this uh, because this uh, stirred my memory from a long time ago. I was driving by Eldred's Auction House on Route 6A in Dennis, and I noticed that there was an auction this weekend. Yeah. It's uh, the Fall Sale at Eldred's. They're they're located at 1483 Route 6A in East Dennis. It's kind of a big old-fashioned set of buildings. It's big. Uh, back there. Um, so coming up uh, this weekend, Friday, November 22nd, and Saturday, November 23rd, a two-session auction. Session one on Friday includes silver, decorative arts, contemporary art and design, ceramics, glass furniture, Weapons and militia, militaria, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. militaria, and more. Section the session two on Saturday is paintings, furniture, clocks, and Oriental rugs. Now I have a memory of going to this a long time ago, yeah. and it was highly exciting. Yeah, I mean the auctioneer is like one one day sold to the man with the flamingo. And I, re- I recall some things being relatively inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. And some things being somewhat pretty pricey. Yeah. Now, you live in Dennis. You're part of the Dennis culture. What know you of this Eldritz? Oh, it's
1: just that it's been there for years and years and years. When when I was a kid, um, I could always uh, tell sort of the progression of, of the summer because they'd, they'd have a sign out saying, you know, auction, you know, July 2nd to 4th. And they would... Have these cars parked up and down Route Six A? They don't know, but and um, and I knew the summer was getting to a close. It was getting kind of melancholy when it was like you know August, you know twenty ninth to thirtieth uh, auction. And I knew so. It's it's been there. It's been there forever. I've been there once or twice. It was just sort of sort of a pre. What do they call it? A.
0: Oh, when you preview uh, the items, a, a, you can go beforehand. Yes, yes, that's probably part of it. A
1: preview. I've never actually been to an auction. Is it kind of? Um, did you did you bid or were you just sort of I was observing? there with my
0: dad and he bid on something and I think he might have gotten it. This did was he? at a time in his life when he was doing a little bit of I don't know collecting. Yeah. But I think he bought like an odd lot like a wooden box full of tools and old bottles. It was like some kind of remainder thing.
1: Oh, that sounds
0: fascinating. So that wasn't really expensive. I do know that some of the items were... What I did like was like a casual atmosphere. I think they had like popcorn or something. Oh, yeah? You know, and it was just like an old-fashioned hoedown kind of feeling. Yeah. Like something you don't have when you're on eBay or Amazon. Yeah. It's that sort of solo voyage to buy. Yeah. This is like community time. It's like potluck for money. It's really like... Some competition, sometimes, other times, it's sort of a laughable when you get something for 50 bucks. But I did notice that one of the highlights of this particular fall sale, the fall auction Friday and Saturday at Eldred's in East Dennis, was a Ralph E. Cahoon Jr. painting. Wow. And it's got a low estimate of $15,000, a high estimate of $20,000. So imagine watching the bidding around something like that, which I suppose could go even higher. He's a real famous folk artist from the Cape. Apparently in this uh, painting, it, it depicts a woman walking a poodle. While mermaids and sailors relax on a seaside beach, <laughs> it sounds, that sounds—that sounds like a cahoon, doesn't it? that? Sounds pretty yeah, yeah, Cotty. Yeah, yeah. So you got yeah. someone walking a poodle. Meanwhile, mermaids sailors are hanging out, which happens all the time. I, I'm, you know, you you've seen them. Well, right? Well, it used to be more prevalent in the old days. I feel like the mermaids, ever since the shark thing started happening, are a little ah. more gun shy of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I think they've gone somewhere else. Because
0: wouldn't it be sad? It I mean, be, it
1: would be tragic to lose it, it a mermaid. It, it would be,
0: that way. Yeah, it would
1: be beyond tragic.
0: Um, I believe at one point, uh, Greg Skomel was putting tracking devices on mermaids, though, (laughs) in his previous study to the shark study. Oh, really? And that was a much more joyous set of data, I thought, you know, they're singing, they're making shrimp cocktail, they're knitting... They're having some kind of decathlon. Yeah, yeah. they're doing all these great mermaid things.
1: Now it's it's its teeth, blood. Yeah, you know. Why
0: can't we tag the mermaids again?
1: Decapitated seals. Oh, Uh, great! No, see them. I think the mermaids
0: are vegans anyway. Vegans. I think that's the kelp, things like that. That made it even better. I mean,
1: it's, it's so carnivorous out there now.
0: By the way, another item at the auction is a rare Hepplewhite Demi Loon sideboard attributed to John Seymour. So if you want one of those, Greg, whatever that is, wow. you can have that.
1: I mean, what's really great about the uh, previews is just the, the, the serendipity of just sort of wandering around. Just and looking seeing, at
0: stuff. Seeing what's there, you know? It's like watching the Antiques Roadshow on Channel 2. Exactly. Uh, which is just random. Exactly. It's the random thing of yeah. worlds that humans do. Yeah. And it comes in so many fine little areas, it's almost mind-boggling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you find out that you have some rare blanket, you know, from the 17th century. It's worth like yeah. Either you, you get dollars. really
0: interested, or you say something like, "So what? <laughs> Who cares about these oyster forks? <laughs> I don't care about these things." <laughs> but it's still kind of cool. I, I fully support that. So big yeah, it's auction cool, this weekend. It's a cool place at Eldred's. It might be a nice change of pace because you know that's kind of an odd evening out, odd day out to go to Eldred's and watch that kind of thing. Definitely, Greg. I know you love music. You are a musician, a savant, a composer, a choreographer, a man who has climbed the mountain many times, multi-Grammy winning artist across the board. And that's why you love it when your neighbors, your your friends and neighbors pick up instruments and form a community orchestra. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be someone next door. Oh, yeah? It could be that guy you don't like next door. <laughs> what you don't know is that odd sound that's been coming out of his yeah, shed yeah. is a glockenspiel.
1: Right. And you had actually, no idea. Right. And it actually sounds beautiful when combined with, you know, a cello or
0: something. And that guy at the end of the cul-de-sac, that low-throated voicey. only uh, hear uh, that ring. That's not him. It's a bassoon. <laughs> are you kidding? That's right. You thought he was insulting you. He was just <sighs> doing his low octaves.
1: Man, all those words I traded with him.
0: Yeah, you called the bassoon guy a moron, which almost sounds like bassoon. I did not. He said, you're a (laughs) massoon. So here we go. People practicing all year. Two concerts this weekend. It's the Cape Community Orchestra. Can you believe it? They've been working. They're regular people. Yeah. They're having two concerts this weekend. It's a pop-style program featuring music the orchestra has performed in the past, including excerpts from Schubert's Unfinished Symphony. Why didn't he finish it? He had to go to the store? He got bored. What he just, happened? He was working on it for so long. The game said, oh, started? I can't stand this. It's no like, more oh, music. Man. Just put it down. Never. Tchaikovsky's f- Capriccio Italian, some other stuff, the William Tell Overture, and a medley from Jerome Robbins Broadway. Wow. So this is all happening. That's very eclectic. This is Friday, November 22nd, the Cape Community Orchestra, 730 to 9 p.m. at the Yarmouth Senior Center. That's at 528 Forest Road Not one, but two shows So, Friday evening, 7.30 to 9 And then the next Then Sunday (laughs) The Sunday after that The 24th 3 to 5 p.m. at St. John Paul The 2nd High School Right here in Hyannis Both shows are free That is incredible That's free? I love the idea of citizen musicians Yeah Two free concerts Wow, it's free One on the 22nd, which is Friday night, 7.30 to 9. One on Sunday the 24th from 3 to 5. That's an afternoon show. Sounds like the same program both times. And directing will be John P. Hagon, who recently celebrated his 60th year of conducting. Wow. Now that is a run with a baton. That's fantastic. I wonder if he's ever lost his baton. Does he have more than one? Where
1: did I put that baton?
0: Does he have like a special like suitcase filled with 12 batons? Yeah. Does he have a baton in his glove compartment?
1: He probably has a baton suitcase, yeah.
0: Does he have a Swiss Army knife and you press a button and out comes a baton? You don't want to lose your baton, because then you're up there with like a French fry, trying to get those tubas, and they can't even see it. You can probably use your finger, can't you? Oh, just, just I don't know. No, to no one likes that finger when, out there when the conductor wags no, his no, finger. No, 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 no. That is too sharp, my friend, <laughs> over there on the cello. Yeah, that's right. Too sharp. So that's coming up. That's very nice. So very arty kind of stuff. <clears throat> Speaking of art, Greg, it sounds like you attended a very interesting exhibit by maybe the greatest Cape Potter ever, arguably. Yeah, I think so. Harry Hall of of Dennis. Uh, that's
1: Hall H O L L. The Cape um, uh, Museum of Art just acquired. Um, a piece of his. It's a it's a, a ceramic high relief sculpture um, that's composed of forty seven tiles. Has sort of an interesting story. Someone he did it for someone back in nineteen sixty. They it wound up in a, a house in the Caribbean somewhere. I can't remember where. Uh, it was just outside. It was it was outside on a wall for years and years and years. Uh, the house was acquired by someone else. Then uh, hurricanes came. Most of the house got destroyed. But the sculpture you know was intact. So anyway, so they they, they took it apart. It wound wend wind its wind its way to Shush. Wend its way to <laughs> This story to, is enthralling, to, Rick. Shush. To <laughs> to the Cape Cod Museum museum art. Anyway, this thing is nine feet nine feet tall. It's th- it's three and a half feet wide. It's
0: uh, uh, so a uh, giant it's, ceramic it's, sculpture it's, thing. It's
1: it's wonderful. It's 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 it's, it's magnificent. You know, I've sort of a connection to. Um, you know, the Harry Hall I was friends with with uh, uh, a stepson of his. So now you're name dropping. When I was in high school, look at you, Mister yeah, Fancy. Whatever. Um, anyway, so I spent a lot of time at, at, at the you know. And at, some say at you were
0: sort of the inspiration for this piece. Is that? I don't know. I don't think so. It's possible. I don't think so.
1: Anyway, it's it, it's a wonderful uh, it, it's a wonderful thing to go to. Um, it's there. It's part of an exhibit called Gifts and Acquisitions. And there are other gifts and acquisitions. Recent, uh, recently uh, acquired gifts and acquisitions uh, to this wonderful museum. If you have a chance, go to the museum. If you have a chance,
0: now that's the Cape Museum of Art. Uh, where is that again?
1: It's on Hope Lane in Dennis, six A side of Dennis, six A side of Dennis. It's on the pro. It's it's on the uh, property of the Cape uh, Playhouse.
0: Fantastic. We the, know where that is. Right in the center of Dennis itself. The, it uh, is.
1: It, I mean, just to just to go to the property. It's 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 super very historic. Very nice
0: out there. That whole campus is just a wonderful place. There's a new restaurant out there, I think. That's right. That's right. Ember, if I'm not mistaken. I do not know. Which I think got a pretty good review
1: uh, last week from our food reviewer. And there are some other things to see at the museum. Like most museums, there's another exhibit next door, which is really cool.
0: No, nice place. And Harry Hall, of course, the... Guiding spirit, I guess it's safe to say, behind Scargo Pottery, yeah, located right next to Scargo Lake. Uh, also, an enchanting place. Oh, if you ever get to chance, visit, that's a wonderland. Just, it's like a Japanese garden. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so. And there's beautiful work up there carried carried on by his Harry uh, Hall's daughters, H O L L, by the way, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, uh, he was one of the uh, founders of the Cape Museum of Art, Cape Cod Museum of Art. So, so
0: to Titanic. How did you get out to such huge, a fancy event, Greg? Huge figure. How did you get out of the house and what happened? Why was this even part of your itinerary? Because I read something in the Cape Cod Times. Well, but usually I asked you, Greg, what are you doing this weekend? And you said, well, I'm going to buy beer. And I'm going to go to the dump. And I was like, hey, that's a pretty big weekend. <laughs> that's huge. Sounds great. That's huge, right? That's right along. That's up my sort of comfort alley there. Uh, but yeah. uh, you actually went out. Did you put on a tie?
1: No, I just, uh, you know, just um, bundled up. It was, uh, it was super cold. Hey, if you want to find out more about this a- a exhibit and sort of how this beautiful piece of art came uh, back to Cape Cod, uh, you can go to uh, CapeCodTimes.com slash Hall." our talented uh, arts uh, reporter uh, Kathy Squirzy Driscoll did an excellent story about this and I would highly recommend it
0: nice get the backstory and see the artwork at the Cape Museum of Art in Dennis and boy when you're there there's a lot of cool restaurants you get also got the Dennis Public Market you got the Scargo Cafe I mean there's lots of wonders right along that road right there a bunch of other restaurants there's like some kind of Big fire pizza place. Uh, you can have a good time Yeah, there's an Italian
1: restaurant out front of that. I can't remember what it's called.
0: Yeah, That's going to be a there's, hit there's, place, Dennis. Uh, there's actually Dennis. Like a lot of like places to eat and drink down there. It's very nice. Thank you. That's Greg, our arts maven. Out and about. If Greg's not there, it ain't art. That's right. All right, Greg. Let's get back to basics. We need to tickle the world with a Christmas fair. The old-fashioned kind of cookies and ornaments. Oh, my goodness. Here comes the 22nd annual St. Pius X Church Christmas Fair. Saturday, November 23rd from 8.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Saturday at the Parish Life Center of St. Pius 98 Station Ave in South Yarmouth. So, Greg, they got it all. They've got it all. Yeah. Yeah. They got the Jingles Jewelry Corner, the Holly Tree Bakery, Kris Kringle's Crafts, Santa's Silent Auction, and more sales options and activities. Mrs. Claus will be on hand with Cookie the Elf to help children make ornaments for their trees.
1: Ooh, that sounds the, cute.
0: The Noel Cafe will serve items for breakfast and lunch. This sounds exceptionally jolly. Yeah. A good chance to sort of get that motor kick in for yep. Christmas, a yeah. few sugar cookies. Yeah, I just to sort of start getting into the spirit, sort of yeah. kick it off, you know? And didn't you work your way through college as Cookie the Elf? I was, yeah. What yeah. was that like, yeah. life like as Cookie the Elf? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I, I actually
1: liked wearing the tights, uh, the tights. I thought we were really sort of... Uh, they didn't chafe or anything like that. Kind of cool. No, I, I don't really have to worry about chafing. Fantastic, you know, Greg. Nice shoes. You know those You know those shoes that kind of curl up and they have a the little bell oh, on, sure, on, yeah. on the toe? It was... It, it, they fired me, though. I ate too many of the cookies. Oh, Greg. They, oh. they were
0: so good. I mean, Somewhere, a jingle toe is crying. Yeah. Uh, well, that sounds nice. Of course, that's the uh, Christmas fair at St. Pius, 8.30 to 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Greg, I don't know if I would have gotten involved in this next item except for the bold claim by the, the folks at the Atwood House and Museum yeah. in Chatham. They built this as the best bake sale in history. Ooh. That's a huge claim. Yeah. Atwood House and Museum officials call Bring it the best bake sale in history. That's what they call it. It's including a variety of items for the upcoming holidays. Including baked apple pie, pumpkin pie, and Christmas cookies. Pre orders offered. This is 9 a.m. to sell out this upcoming Tuesday. That would be the 26th, I believe, at the Atwood House and Museum, 347 Stage Harbor Road in Chatham. Can this possibly be true, Greg? The best bake sale in history. Bring it on. I mean, seriously, bring. I recall; I think it was a Benedictine monks bake sale in 1612. That was in actually, Sherwood, England. That
1: was legendary, and
0: their mince pies were out of this world. Yeah, I mean, yeah. venison, raisins, yeah. dates, acorns—I mean, that's what I thought was the benchmark. We will see whether the Atwood <laughs> House and Museum can live up to that from 437 years ago. All right. All right. Now, Greg, this is perfect for you. You've been talking about testing your metal, so to speak, and seeing how strong and tough you really are as part of your new fitness program. Uh,
1: uh, uh, uh.
0: This is coming up Wednesday, November 27th at the good old Cape Cod Beer World 1336 Finney's Lane. How does this sound, Greg? axe-throwing and barbecue. <laughs> axe-throwing and barbecue. Do people drink there? Uh, uh, here's what I know. Drunk the, and, the event takes drunk place from 2 throwing. to 6 p.m. Yeah. on Wednesday, November 27th. A good way to kick off your holiday. And that's at Cape Cod Beer. The event is with hall ax Hall, letter N-Ax. Seems to be a company that brings... A throwing range on a trailer and that provides is, the axes. That's amazing. And there'll also be JP's <laughs> twisted barbecue and grill all together. It's twenty dollars. Oh my god, what a combo! So twenty dollars for twenty minutes of axe throwing. I guess the rest of it you just buy as you go along. Beer and barbecue. Oh, wow. So twenty bucks for twenty minutes, and you can find out more at CapeCodBeer.com. I believe you can re- reserve a time for your axe throwing, Greg. <laughs> That sounds like a pretty rowdy time. That sounds crazy. Oh, you have a few ribs. Now your hands are slippery. You pick up the ax. I I think it's in a cage kind of environment, so it's safe, I I hope. I forgot about the ribs. (laughs) Ribs, (laughs) ax, beer. What could go wrong? What could go wrong, man? No, I'm sure the Cape Cod beer folks are highly safe and wonderful. Uh, I'm sure it's much safer than it sounds. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, they're building this shake off the stress of the holidays and stop by Cape Cod Beer on Wednesday. Test out your act throwing skills. It couldn't be any better. Apparently, there's also a Cape Cod Red barbecue sauce involved. They got their own barbecue sauce over there now. Oh, man, that's really good. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, we are this what a bunch of great events. And this is the last one. Oh my goodness. Wednesday. This Wednesday, November 27th, a very fun event. It's the lighting of the Pilgrim Monument in Provincetown. They do a countdown. People sing carols. They flip the switch. Everyone goes, wow. And like, what is it? It's probably Cape Cod's biggest holiday ornament now. Lit up and beautiful and visible for miles. They have cookies. You get to walk around the museum and look at the narwhal tusks there at the Provincetown Museum, which is a charming place up on High Pole Hill. It's a lovely thing. 5 to 7, Wednesday, November 27th in for Town, It's a very exciting moment when it goes from dark to like crazy big, tons of lights, yeah. and off we go. Past the eggnog, baby. Let's get into it. Yeah. That's what we will do this holiday season, Greg. We're gonna be into it. Hmm. I'm gonna drag you along. Is that when the uh, lobster pot tree is, right. is built created? That will be un- unveiled. Probably lit this around the same time or the, yep. the weekend following sometime. We'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Another Delightful thing. I also want to plug the Red Raider Rolling Rally. Barstowal football team will be parading down Main Street on Wednesday. Uh, starting at the Transportation Center at about noon down Main Street in Hyannis and a pep rally on the Village Green on Wednesday, November 27th. Go Red Raiders. All right, Greg, we got to get out of here. We stuffed this show like a cornucopia of pinatas.
1: I'm exhausted.
0: Man. people get ready get your turnip get your cranberry start your engines thanksgiving's coming okay stay fun
1: don't forget the axe. stay out
0: there sharpen your axe yeah till next time till next week you've been listening to the cape cod fun show my name is eric williams greg thank you for being here
1: it's my pleasure
0: see ya and next on the axe throwing program is greg could you pick up your axe please and. Greg throws the axe Ooh, there! <laughs> oh! <laughs> he just got a guy over by the beer keg. Oh, is that blood or porter?